Hello, it's Graham Cove with another My Music. Hope you're enjoying your wonderful hump day Wednesday. Uh, do put down whatever it is you're doing. F forget all of that for the next 20 minutes or so, uh, because I'm going to be talking to Jack any minute now. First of all, we're going to watch that video again. If you haven't actually watched it yet and paid attention, you need to count the amount of guitars that are in this video. Uh, prizes for anybody that can actually count them, because uh, it's pretty quick. Here we go. You know what, Jack? Now that I've said that, somebody is actually going to count. Yeah, they are. One, they're going <laughs> to slow it down. They're going to put the video on at minus six times the speed or whatever and watch and count. One, two. It's always one. It's always one. Some people have got too much time on their hands, mate. They have. Yeah. Anything for a competition. Yeah. Have you ever entered a competition? Uh, not many. Not no. many. No. Never won anything. Uh, not really, no. Not since my school days have I won anything. <laughs> oh, what was that? What did you win back then? Uh, I, ne I, ne I never missed a day of secondary school. So That's I won the best, the best attendance. Oh, um, well done. Well done. Yeah, from year seven to year 13, never missed a day. When my uh, firstborn was born, I <laughs> I entered a competition. I won a load of baby toys. That, Do you still I, have the baby toys? No, no, little got mementos like in no, a yeah, trophy cabinet. Oh, oh no. and no, and that, I tell a lie. That isn't the only time. <laughs> I also won. There used to be uh, a competition on Radio One, but it was at like three o'clock in the morning because I used to have to get leave home really early to to drive into London for work. So yeah. I, I was like up at two o'clock and out, and it was like the first call of the day. And uh, I got a really, I've got it still somewhere, a really crappy certificate from Radio 1. Signed, I think even with the wrong name. Um, oh, no. And lamin laminated. Uh, but, yeah, those are the two things I've won. It's not, it's not much to go on. Hi. Thanks. Uh, thanks to competition, me and you, mate. Experts. Yeah. We just won't, we won't bother with all of that. So how are you doing? I, I, You've been at this a little while, the old music thing, haven't you? Yeah, yeah looking back from your, your YouTube and whatever, you know, I was like, he's only a young whippersnapper, but look, he's he's actually he's been he's been ploughing the trade already for quite a while. So when when did you first start making music? Um, we've had, we had a little chat before um, before we went live, didn't we? Um, so I've been playing in bands since I was about sixteen. Um, started learning bass originally uh, when I was about 14, 15. Messed about in a few bands playing bass and then... Why did you go for bass first? It was because it, it has only got four strings and it, it it seems easier to take up. It's not, is it? But uh, I mean, in, in certain ways it is, but it, it's it's just as hard to be good at, I'd say. I'd yeah. say it's, easy, it's easier to learn, but it's still hard to be good at. Um, the reason I, I don't know. 
I was one of them kids. Like my dad had guitars knocking around the house, um, and he was always like, "I'll oh, learn how to play guitar," and I was just kind of like, "Nah." And then I learned how to play bass, kind of just to spite him a little bit. <laughs> I was one of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know why I picked up bass to start with. But I still love playing bass now. It's yeah. just that, um, what was the first thing you played on the bass? Come on, every everybody. You know, if it if it's um, a guitar, most people do smoke on the water first. It was it was a pretty obscure. So I can't remember the name of the band. Um, it was a tune called They Say. Um, oh really? I can't I can't off the top of my head think of the band now. I wonder if I can get a quick, quick there you go. This it. is a, this is a bit of an exclusive. They say that's an interesting one. This, you know, it's not not the common thing. Is that someone you were really into at the time? And um, not really, no, it's, no. So my brother was kind of teaching me how to play, um, and he said, "Oh, this is a really easy song to learn." Um, by Scars on Broadway, it's called They Say. Right. Um, and it's re- it is a really easy song to learn. And then obviously I learned Seven Nation Army like I was gonna that. say that that for me is probably where most people kick in on the bass. Yeah, I think it, it is, yeah. And it, it, but what's interesting, because he plays that on the guitar, right? Yeah, I think he does, yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like a bass, which is which is which is tremendous. And then you've got, you know, people like Royal Blood, where he's playing stuff on the bass and it sounds like a guitar. Yeah, the, the amazing pedals that people can get hold of nowadays, right? Absolutely. So when, when did you first start taking it really seriously? Um, I'm not, I wouldn't say there's really a defining point. I think I've, I've always took it relatively seriously ever since I started. Like, no matter what band I've been in, I've always been like, oh, yeah, yeah this this is going to be the one band that's going to gonna go somewhere. Um. But then when I started writing my own tunes, I'd say, and then when I started going out on my own, I'd say it kind of stopped. Obviously, I still I still love it and I've still got a massive passion for it, but it kind of stopped being a hobby then. And it was something that I really wanted to pursue in terms of career-wise instead of just, oh, I'm doing this for a bit of fun. I'd say that's when it that's when it really changed is when I started writing my own songs. Was it Was it a hard step moving from playing in bands to writing your own stuff? Going out there there under your own name. Yeah, initially, um, I think I think songwriting it's something that you really have to practice. I mean, my first few songs, I'm glad they've never seen the light of day because they're terrible, absolutely terrible. Um, But but once you once you kind of get get into the groove of writing um, and stuff was going on in my life at that point, I was I'd been through a big breakup and had a lot to write about, so it was kind of an easy transition in that sense. Um, but yeah, it, it was weird going from initially going from bands to just playing on my own. Um, it was a massive change, but it, both have pros and cons. It's, yeah. Was there, was there a click moment for you where in, on, in the songwriting process where you, you sort of felt you, you'd found a, a natural kind of groove in terms of the way you write? Um, yeah, I think, I think I found it quite early on that, I, I often tend to write the music first, um, and I, I still do now. Um, but I'm a, I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to songwriting. Um, I like watch YouTube videos and podcasts on it a bit all the time, and different ways to write. And like listening to some of the artists that I loved like growing up, um, just talk about how they write songs, and then I've tried to write songs that way to try and improve because you, you're never you're never good enough, in my opinion. I think you can always be better. Um, so I always try and listen to what other people do and try and take that into my own writing a little bit. 
Yeah. I thought, well, it's important, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's how we all learn. It's, it's kind of watching along the way who have been peers, if you like, or who have been influences that you've looked at and gone, oh, that's how I want to write a song. Uh, to start to start off with, it was Frank Turner and Bruce Springsteen. I'd say they they were like when I first started writing tunes, they were like the first. They were the main artists that I was listening to at the time. Um, but like early days, early Springsteen. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of like a lot of the early Springsteen stuff and a lot of the early Frank Turner stuff as well. Um, yeah, I think I think some of his newer stuff isn't really my cup of tea. Um, but yeah, sing, like singer-songwriters and, and, and Americana, I suppose. Um, Brian Fallon as well from the Gaslight Anthem. I was massive on at the time. Um, he's done loads of videos like talking about his songwriting and similar to the way I look at it now where I try and improve from other people. He's done the same thing where he'll listen to how someone else writes a song and then he'll try and write it that way. Like I say, it just makes you, it makes you better um, and it means that you can write more songs. What about, what about the voice? Because it's a great voice. Did that? Was that always there? Did, have you had to work hard on that? Yeah, I've had to work very, very hard on that. <laughs> um, I was, I was never been a gifted singer. Um, it's just something that over time it's just got better. Um, and again, listening to listening to other artists and the way that they they control their vocals. Um, so when I first started out, I was very much a shouter. Like I, I just shouted and shouted and shouted, and I could probably do it at the time. But, but, but do you know what? Everyone does that. Yeah, and yeah, you know do, how yeah. we know everyone does that because you, I, I, well, you're not old. You you don't have kids yet, do you? Right? No, no, no. Right, but but one day, if we, if you have kids, you'll go to um, children's assemblies. Right? Yeah. <laughs> every every, <laughs> parent, every yeah. parent that's watching will know what I'm talking about, and you might do from from you know if you remember that that far back but and you sit and you watch these kids and they're like all of them it's like they're trying to compete you wonder why, why teachers don't go now if you could try and sing dear as opposed to you know but it's like <laughs> it really is oh again i was one of them kids that was just trying to be louder than everyone else i was a right noisy noisy little brat to be honest <laughs> there's a tune right you know you just feel like saying there is a tune yeah, like, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in between the shouting. Yeah, if 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 you could try and you know, but it I, it always the kid the kids doing that as well. though, it kind of reminds me of my early clubbing experiences as well, because um, you know when you get like songs, and re songs with a lot of lyrics in, and people only know one word. <laughs> yeah, you still get that now. I mean, people are making careers out of that now. No, on TikTok, aren't they? All you need is a catchy chorus, and you're all yeah. Now. Well, it, back in my day, it was um, in the in the early days of going to like indie clubs and whatever. The, the one song was "It's the End of the World as We Know It" by REM. I don't know whether you know that song. Yeah, I'm, I'm, one of my first gigs was REM. There you go. There you go. Cracking song, cracking song, but but people basically used to dance round in the club and they'd be like Leonard Bernstein that was it that was the only word that they knew and then the chorus it's the end of the and then heads heads down again you know and that's that was the only time that their head would come up apart from the chorus was just for that one word there is a video of me somewhere doing a cover of that 
Um, is there? I don't, I don't know if it's still up, but lockdown, lockdown Jack Cattell, that was prime, oh, prime lockdown times. We, we need to find that. We need to find that and, and get that back out there. We, what we might do is find it and attach it, you know, cleverly. Yeah, by digital, try, it, digital it's links. Yeah, it's somewhere on my Twitter, somewhere down in the mire of tweets. <laughs> yeah. For, for people that haven't heard you, what what subjects are you writing about? What What's inspiring you to write? Um, just real life, I suppose. Um, I'll try and detach myself a little bit more from what I write now. Um, when I first started, it was just like venting my anger at people. A bit um, too autobiographical. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. And now, like people come up to you and go, was that me? Yeah. Again, there's there's a there's a story about that. <laughs> there's a story about that somewhere. Um, but yeah, like I've I've kind of mellowed out a little bit now, and I've detached myself a little bit. But I still like to write about what's going on, whether that be my life, other people's lives, or the next single that's coming out um, tomorrow uh, is more of a political one about sort of what's going on in the world and like the cost of living crisis and how we're just being shat on from the top yeah have you liked i mean you know have you liked political singers throughout the the time you've been listening to music and growing up i mean if you like people like billy bragg and people like that that have got a you know so one of my favorite tunes is um to have or to have not by billy bragg yeah i, I think it's a brilliant tune so i have listened to a lot of billy bragg and i wouldn't say it's necessarily sort of something that I'll, I'll go looking for um it's certainly not something that i just decided that i needed to write about it was just one of them things that at the time i think everyone was sort of ticked off with the way things were going for the country um and yeah i, I just got a catchy chorus um to a little riff that i'd wrote it while we were in the studio recording uh sunshine i think or or answers it was one of the two yeah um yeah a little riff come to me and then singing singing to it in the car on the way home um just come up with the people like us chorus and do you find that the studio is quite a creative play space for you then yeah yeah i think i think it it really is especially for not just for me but for for the rest of my band as well um we always seem to come out of the studio having two more three more song ideas pretty much pretty much there yeah um, because you're in there for you're in there for well, i was going to say part of that's the time in it <laughs> Yeah, you're in there for 12 hours at a time. Obviously, you're surrounded by instruments. You're, mm. Your brain's constantly on music. It's not it's not going anywhere else because you want to be focused on the track that you're doing, but then also your mind is wandering onto other song ideas and you you just get inspiration, I suppose, from being in the studio. Yeah, it's, it's the space, but as you say, it's been surrounded by everything as well and just having that, you know. Um, and actually... It's what I say to, to people when, when it comes to things like writing content and things like that on social media is that, you know, so many people say, well, I find it so difficult to know what to write about or what to do or whatever. You know, how do you how do you come up with new stuff day in, day out? And you go, well, because I'm doing it day in, day out. Exactly. Yeah. It gets easier when it's practice, isn't it? It's the same as the same as any industry. Um, but social media is difficult. It, it is really difficult. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it but yeah the, the similarities are there you know if you if you open yourself up to thinking about things or new ways of doing things so you you you've got to find <clears throat> you've got to find the challenge 
yeah, you and you've got to put yourself in the challenge. Um, and I think it's yeah, that whole bit about writing, and you've also got to, as you said earlier on, you, you said, well, you know, my first songs were rubbish. I think every musician's kind of says that. I don't, I don't know many musicians that have said, yeah, my first songs were just amazing. Maybe Kate Bush. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. But well, she's an exception. She doesn't count, Shula. No, she was just on a different planet. Yeah, but, exactly. But most, most people, you know, you start off and you, you do something. You're kind of proud of it at the time. And then you look back and you go, cool, that was pants, you know, et cetera. Yeah, pretty much. But, but the key is to just do it. However bad it is, the key is to get it out there because part of it is learning from what you've already done, isn't it? It is, yeah. It really is. You know, that's that's the important bit. Get get the stuff out there. Learn from what you've done. How do you how do you keep it fresh? How do you keep challenge yourself challenging yourself at the moment? Uh, I think I think the band really helped me with that. I'm, I must admit. Um, obviously, I like to take a lot of credit for myself, which is why the band's under my name. <laughs> but well, someone, no, someone, someone's got to have a name as well, haven't they? You yeah, know, so, got, someone's got to. You've got to have something on the t-shirt. But, <laughs> but they they really help at the moment. I mean, we've all got different ideas, and it, when I'm going through a lull of, of maybe not having not being as productive as I could be, they'll come up with an idea and they'll come to me and we'll be we'll be in our rehearsal space and just just end up jamming something and then all of a sudden something comes out of it. Um and I'd like to think that at the moment we're we're on a good level where yeah when one of us is being slightly less productive another one is actually doing a lot more. Um so we help each other out and I think that's how it, it stays fresh is when you've got four people contributing. Um instead of just one it's a lot easier. Give a shout out to the other people in the band because you know they're they're they're, they're fancier uh, a wave and and saying hello. See, they're so, not on Twitter. I can't believe that they're not well, on Twitter. It's all right. But, this is going out in other places as well. So what they might be uh, somewhere. There you go, Ali, Josh, and Anton. You all need to get Twitter. You, you do. They, you do all need to get Twitter. But yeah, because yeah, it's where to them. it's where so many musicians hang out and music fans hang out as well. It's I mean it's it's been quite a revelation for me over the last few years i started off really strong believe it or not in linkedin that's where my starting part is and this is going out on linkedin now there are some music fans on linkedin believe it or not um you know you can count them on one hand but there are some (laughs) um but yeah i started doing this on twitter as well and it's been amazing just how many people have kind of gravitated towards it and shared and and it's a lovely space at the moment, I feel, for independent music. Um, I don't know whether you sense that, but everybody's really kind of egging each other on and happy to happy to support each other. Yeah, Do I you... think like it's been that for a, like that for a while, for especially for sort of unsigned artists. I know, um, I know, every now and then you get sort of the odd, the odd bit of complaining and negativity, but I think for the most part, I think. From from our experience, anyway, especially on the Birmingham scene, everyone's always bigging each other up. Um, people are probably fed up with me retweeting the clause and candid, to be quite honest. But it, it doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing it. Um, no. Yeah, but we all support each other. Like it, it's the same as anything, isn't it? It's the same as supporting your football team. Like support your mates and yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 it's not great. a competition, yeah. in my opinion. It's not. A competition. It's not. It's not a competition because you know and. And every musician's a fan as well. Exactly. That's that's the big thing. I've had a few people on here that have done Jules Holland. 
and I've asked them the same thing because I've, you know, you'd love to know what it's like to do Jules Holland, wouldn't you? Yeah. Right? Who who wouldn't like to do Jules Holland? And they've all said the same thing, which is that, you know, you go on, you do your bit, and it's quite nerve wracking because you're sitting there and you go, oh, you know, I, you know, look who's there, look who's there, and then afterwards, there's just, you know, you're just kind of like, can't wait to see them, can't wait to see them. No, no one's sitting there going, oh, you know, yeah, can't I'm on to Jules listen Holland. to them. No, 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 because it's, 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 you know, people that are, people that are genuinely in love with music, love listening to music. They love other musicians. They love what they can learn from other musicians. They love, you know, what they can uh, catch as inspiration from, from other people. So everybody's, you know, genuinely you know, interested in each other, which is great. And I think it's great that what the scene is doing at the moment. Yeah, it's the way so, it should be. What's your what's your uh, what's your ambition for the rest of twenty twenty three, sir? Um, it's always a tricky question because obviously the ambition is to get a number one. <laughs> that, that that is obviously the, the the top goal, isn't it? But yeah. um, I think in in terms of in terms of realistic ambitions, we want to just we want to get around to see a few more places in the UK. Um, we've we've started quite strongly this year. Um, we had a bit of a rough year last year where we kind of stagnated a little bit. Um, so we had a look at ourselves at the end of last year and said, look, what can we do to sort of push ourselves on a little bit? Obviously, we've got the new single coming out, which, like every band says, we think it's a step up for us. We think we've we've done some really good work on this single. Um, but we've also been to Liverpool and we're in Manchester um, tomorrow. Um, so we're getting around to some new places that, that the band haven't been to yet. And I think that's key for us to sort of grow our audience to a sort of a national level. Um, instead of just playing shows in and around Birmingham and Wolverhampton, um, we can actually get out, see a few new faces, network with a few, a few more brilliant bands, um, and just build on what we, what we didn't get to do last year. We're trying to build build ourselves back up to a level where we can do this consistently, and then maybe put a tour out, um, put a few more singles out. Oh, I was going to um, say, Jack, just remember that that M5 goes south as well as north, right? It does, yeah. It yeah. does. Yeah, so we're trying. Yeah. We're trying. <laughs> <laughs> if there's any uh, promoters out there uh, listening, you know, Bristol, Exeter, just saying. There you go. We need to get down to Bristol. I've got a few mates in Bristol, so I reckon we could pull in the crowd. So yeah, yeah any pro any go. promoters out there, get yeah. us in Bristol. Come on, absolutely. Who who would who would be the dream to sort of su support or you know go open for at the moment? Ooh. Um. That's a tough question. That that is a tough, tough question. Uh, for for me personally, uh, someone like Blossoms, oh, I, I listen to them a lot at the moment, uh, especially their acoustic stuff, like some of the piano stuff they do. Unbelievable. I probably, say, I'd probably be, say Blossoms. That would be that would be a top of your agenda. Well, that they're going to get tagged in then. See if we can Absolutely. make that happen. You know, because you, you look if you don't ask you don't get in life that's exactly that's my motto exactly. so you know let's see if we can make that happen um they do they do a few um they quite like coming down cornwall way as well because i know they've done a few things sort of down cornwall way sort of uh surf things and whatever as well so you never know that could, there that you, could go, then. you see could be a twofer um come down do a bit of maybe new key there's a festival down there every year 
Well, they're being they're being tagged, so blossoms come at me. Come on, come on, yeah. <laughs> get get Jack on board. Well, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, one of the things that I do ask singer songwriters as well, because if you thought that was a difficult question, but this one's probably even more difficult, um, is if you could work with anyone, alive or dead, who would that be? Tossle between two for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, either Chuck Berry, Ooh. the late great, or yeah. uh, Ray Davis from the Kinks. Ray Davis from the Kinks. Yeah. Absolutely. My first There's ever a... gig, that was Ray Davis. My first but ever gig. Two very, very different artists. I know which one Damon Auburn would say. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Very definitely Ray Davis. I, I, I believe he... he he believes that uh, is it is it Waterloo Sunset is is the most perfect song that was ever written, and I completely agree. Yeah, it's my favourite song of all time, Waterloo Sunset. There you go. You see, that's the one song that I think he said that he would wish that he'd have written, Waterloo Sunset. It's the, it's the song that so I thought that was the question you were going to ask me. I thought you were going to say. But which, if you could write any song, what would it have been? And it would have been Waterloo Sunset. It's such a great song. Such a great song. Now, listen, uh, you you know, I love your music. It's brilliant. Um, thanks for, for you know, doing what you do. Keep doing it. Um, where can people listen to it? It's everywhere, isn't it? But where's the it best place? Where uh, is the best place for you, from your point of view? Best place for us is, is Spotify. And that's where, realistically, everyone goes to, isn't it? Um, but, yeah, any, anywhere, as long as you're listening, um, come and see us at a show. Um, I'd like to think we put on a decent show. I'm sure some people can uh, vouch for us there. Um, but, yeah, Spotify is the main one. And, like I say, new singles out tomorrow. So you'll have some fresh Jack Cattell music to put in your ears. Well, listen to that. Support, you know, if and if you like it, send a little message to Jack and the rest of the band. Not that they get it because they're not on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I will. A, I will. <laughs> there's a good reason for the rest of the band to get on Twitter, so they get all the messages about the new single. Um, but you know, that's because th- that's important, isn't it? It's nice to get those those kind of messages back. You know, because it's it's nice to see the figures go up with the streams, etc. But it's lovely when people just send you a message saying, "Yeah, thanks." That's and it that's also cool. it takes five seconds. You know what I mean? Like this is this is the big thing that I think a lot of people don't see is that. You know, people think that support is all coming to the shows or following you. The, the big support for us is is sharing sharing what we're doing because then we're getting out to more people and it's showing that you're enjoying it as well. So, two birds, one stone, and it's free. Two birds, one stone. It's 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 obvious, isn't it? Just do it. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this conversation with Jack, share this. Uh, as I say yeah. every time, not so that I uh, get more shares. I don't care about that. It's so that uh, more people hear about Jack. Do it, put it everywhere, you know, copy your granny in it. She might even like Jack, who knows. Um, Until next time, this has been my music, Jack Cattell. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Do listen to his music. Bye for now.